Hello, everyone. Welcome to the JumpX podcast, episode number 43. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to be talking all about the JumpX hybrid training method. All right. So, this is a new thing we got that, that's just come out this week. All right. Basically, it's combining both strength work and plyometrics, which gives a potent recipe to jump higher. It's like an and-or sort of situation. You don't just have to do strength or you just have to do pliers. We have found in our experience by combining both, you definitely get the best results. Um, without a doubt. And the, yeah, science, doubt, yeah. the science backs this as well. You know, end of the day, the product of a vertical jump is force. Well, this is product of power is force times velocity, mm. right? And basically improving your power output improves your vertical jump. Right? If your power goes up, the vertical jump goes up. It's as simple as that, right? And obviously, improving your tendon elasticity along with that too, which plyometrics is going to provide you with. Combining both these methods, your strength is going up, you know, your power is going up, your speed's going up, you're sprinting your plyometrics, you're going to jump higher. Like for myself, um, when I've jumped my highest, both these things have been their highest as well. Yep. Like I know you can speak on that too. Yeah. Whenever I'm at my strongest. Yep. Um pretty much jump my highest um and i usually find that i'm like the fastest i've ever been yeah so it's pretty linear yep. like mm-hmm. i feel like if i did a 100 meter dash from ages 18 19 20 21 22 23 yep. every year it would be quicker same with strength every year it'd be higher and i'm sh- yours would definitely be quicker what 100 meter yeah yeah from 100%. when i lasted it I-, I hope so last time i tested my like legit <clears throat> 400 meter was when i was like in high school in like year nine that's right? crazy <laughs> you didn't do it after year nine no never yeah. never i what don't know why that? huh do you know what your time it's like in the 13s and that, that was like year nine when i was like 14 and untrained see that's not it's not shit yeah but it's not like it's not great <laughs> yeah it's not it's not fantastic was it hand timed as well yeah yes yeah, so that's so it wouldn't have been accurate. even higher yeah, yeah. Even shitter, yeah probably it wouldn't have been accurate by any means yeah um but yeah anyways like some of the big benefits of this type of training right you're going to jump higher you know like you're you're going to be hitting dunks you haven't hit before you know your acceleration is going to be improved your change of direction is going to be improved you're going to be quicker off your first step injury to reduction yes you stay healthy you can train more consistently you'll get better results over the year yeah 100 percent. you know stronger knees stronger tendons as well, as long as loads and dosages and things are structured properly as well, you know, there's no healthier in that way. Yeah, there's like there's no reason why you can't do both at the same time. People love to put stuff in the boxes. I yeah, because we see because we see people like marketing towards only doing one thing or the other, right? When it's not that black and white, there's like it works well for marketing, right? Just doing one thing, right? But in reality, at the end of the day. You know, it's not how you achieve a great vertical jump, just doing players, right? Because if you just do players and say you haven't done anything before, you're going to see quick results, but you're going to very, very quickly plateau if you don't see strength work. And if you don't incorporate players and you only do strength work, the same thing is going to happen because that strength work is going to stop essentially translating over to your vertical jump as well. I hate the argument when people be like, oh, well, I did players and I jumped higher, or I did strength and I 
Mm. Uh, like, I mean, I just did one of these. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like what you were just saying, of course you're going to jump higher. Yeah. You might be able to ride that out for longer than someone else. Yeah. It really depends on where you and are. That, and this is, this is why you need to do hybrid training, and this is Doesn't why you need to get on hybrid yeah. training. You need both, right? Put out a post recent, recently. It's like, it's like you're trying to cook a meal. Like you're trying to cook spaghetti bolognese, right? But you can't cook sp- spaghetti bolognese just using pasta or mm-hmm. just using the meat and the sauce, right? It doesn't work. You don't, get a, you don't get a complete meal, right? So it's the same for vertical jump, right? Yeah. I was going to say, like, don't get it twisted. It's not like every athlete, especially on jump X, doesn't have the or no one has the same program. Yeah. Because yeah, we're using strength and plyometrics and like fast stuff all at the same time. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they have the same percentages of those. No. They're no. still like biased towards certain you know sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Really, you know, depending on who it is. So for your, for example, you're focusing on the plyos a lot right now, correct? Yeah. But also still building strength because that's integral. Yeah. You can't, you can, could never can never ignore that. Of course, and that's you why you can never be you can never be too strong. It's an yeah. endless pursuit, you know. You're never going to get too strong. It's impossible. Like we were saying with uh, Moses, if your sport isn't strength training, I'd say 99.999% of people, uh, it's impossible to reach your genetic strength potential because yeah. you're, you're you're running, you're jumping, <laughs> you know, you're doing shit that's not strength training oriented. Yeah. So how the fuck do you think you have like the the superpowers to get there? There's an argument though that running is a form of strength training for your calves though. Sure, but, you know. <laughs> you increase your running volume, your, your calf muscles are going to get stronger. You increase your play. Yeah. You increase your plyometric volume, your calf is going to get yeah. stronger. I feel like calf strength can be measured so many different ways, though. You can, like, but yeah. Anyways, getting back to what you're saying. What was, oh, oh, but different yeah. percentages? Yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone needs different percentages, depending on where you are. Yeah. Always but, use the example of Brad, I think. Yeah. I feel like Brad always comes up when we talk about someone needs to get faster. And he is, because... Doing more plyos. Yeah. He's playing more basketball, I think, which is going to help him get lighter as well, body weight, which is going to help him get a more better. calories here, yeah, 100%. Exactly. Make that calorie deficit easier to be in. 100%. Oh, sure. But yeah, that's that goes without saying. The dosages are going to be different for everyone, and everyone's yeah. program is going to be different based on so many factors, right? So if you guys are looking, you know, to jump higher, looking for this training to be taken care of for you, where you don't have to worry about it. You want guaranteed results, guaranteed jumping higher in your first 30 days, all your money back, and we'll work with you for free until you are jumping higher. Click the link in our Instagram bio and apply for our coaching. Mm-hmm. All right, you can book a call through there, through us contacting you, and we'll get you sorted from there. Awesome. Yeah, but going back to it, everyone's training is different and everyone's dosages in terms of combining both these things is going to be different and that's exactly why we do what we do at JumpX. Yeah, bro. Right? I came across, this is a bit of a tangent, but still relate a little bit. I came across a guy on Instagram yesterday and his posts are like the number one thing I hate. And he was saying something like, do these three plyometric exercises to like get your bounce freaky. Just do them twice per week for you know forever and you can just like rinse and repeat it yeah but it's like there's so much wrong with that it's like that first of all that's like the wrong mentality to have like if you ever think to yourself like what's the quickest time i can get something done in i feel like you're already kind of going down the wrong path like what's the easiest way to do something like that's the wrong mentality to have yeah but also and that's just going to translate over into all aspects of your life yeah as you just you're not going to achieve anything you know because again the best you know the greatest things normally people have in their life are normally the hardest things to get, you know? 
this is the reason why not everyone has a 50 inch vert because one genetics play a part but two also even if you have somewhat good genes it's extremely hard to get there and it takes a lot of extremely hard training to get there well who has a 50 inch vert in the world no nope, none of them got there just through genes no. Dak, he trains very hard yeah. i don't know if you follow you follow yeah yeah no, he trains hard yeah isaiah obviously trains hard as fuck and he's yeah. come from like 24 inch vertical same with jordan cool guy. Jordan Kilgannon, how long has he been? He hasn't tested 50, but he's damn close. But also... I reckon he has in private, okay? <laughs> Bro, there's no way. Yeah. He's not jumping high since 2019. No, but also Christopher Spell. Um, oh, yeah, he well. did test 50, didn't he? Yeah. Of two? Uh, I think it was... 48 of one, and then... 50 of two, yeah. yeah. But it's not... The only one that's apparently official in the Guinness World Records is Dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because... Apparently, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's a whole nother podcast that's, in We're talking about the dunk as well. Yeah. Inch vertical. I yeah. reckon there's like, there's definitely a handful of dudes. Yeah. Random European and that's, high jump. That's another topic I want to touch on as well. Like high jump, right? Mm. So that's where training is going to be different for everyone. If you're a one foot jumper, training is going to be a lot different to you than two foot training, right? Mm. A lot of the, your results are going to come from doing more plyometrics and faster paced movements because they, they translate more over into one foot because the ground contact times are quicker one foot yeah as well all right so that's another example where training needs to be different for you depending on your jump style as well and that's something we do for you as well and take care of for you as well so you don't even have to think about it yeah it can look very very different for one foot and two foot jumping yeah like yeah surprisingly different one foot's more like sprinting not not as quick of a ground contact time but it's like closer to that oh all right spectrum. okay yeah you know yeah yeah for so sure. I've heard that running uphill, like a slant kind of like that, is equivalent to two foot ground contact time, like accelerating up a hill. Interesting. So like yeah. using uh, using heavier sled work. Or doing that, yeah. yeah. I actually want to start using sled in yeah. my training. It's very like, interesting, but that's like the same argument with Olympic lifting. It is. The time, yeah, the time yeah. to produce force is around the same as two foot jumping. <clears throat> yeah. Right, so it's very specific to two foot jumping, but then there's an, another argument in, in and of itself whether that's even meaningful Effective, to train. Yeah. Hey, guys, all I'm saying is we fucking <laughs> test shit on ourselves before we start like implementing it with, you know. Because there's another athletes. argument where training opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of strength and speed, training the most potent sources of that produces yeah. more and better results than training the middle ground. Yeah, because you get the um, middle stuff anyway. Yeah, because the middle stuff just takes care of itself. Yeah, yeah. So there's the argument in that too. And I that's like the thing. It's controversial right now. And it's like there's no, there's nothing like set in stone. Right I wish now. it was, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. If, any, if anyone tries to tell you different, they're lying. Yeah. There is no, it's not like, you know, there's no study confirming it. Yeah. The study's showing positives for both. Like both ways, so yep. you, know, you got to find out what works for you. Um, and we, you know, we've experimented with both things ourselves. Like we've both gone times without doing Olympic lifting at well, all. Thing, we think the thing we do yeah. know is that plyometrics and strength work works every single time. Exactly. And someone's power input is going to go up every single time. So why would you not milk? Yes. Oh. Exactly. I think there's exactly. a name for it, bro. It starts with like H. Yeah, hybrid training, bro. <laughs> yeah. run, run. hybrid jump training man I think it runs at like 
carbon gaining. But yeah, so you guys are going to see a lot more of this on our social media, and this is something we're going to be talking about a lot more on our social media as well. And it's something we believe in, like 100%. just from our experiences and stuff. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. And at the end of the day, it just works. It just works extremely well. Yeah. And it adds a lot of variety to so much training as well. It's very nice we have a name for it now. Yeah. Because uh, we've we played around with like lots of different names and hybrid training really just, when you say it, hopefully people will start thinking, you know, what we do. They will. Yeah. They will. And like we said too, caters to one foot jumping, two foot jumping as well. It's going to improve yeah. everything. You know, you're, sp- you're sprinting, your upright sprinting, your acceleration, you know, change your direction, everything. The umbrella everything. of athleticism. Literally. Literally. And your physique will benefit as well. Two, because yeah. we also include upper body training in there as well. And diet, if you're on jump X. <laughs> yeah. Well, diet's like, you know, very important in terms of, yes, performance, but also physique. Like, getting yeah, the most, getting the most out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, this like, method, getting the most out of this method of training, it all yeah. ties in. If you're eating like a fat cunt, <laughs> you actually are, then yeah, you could gain inches on your radical, but you could make the easiest gains of your life just getting... Lean. Why would you not do that? Yeah. You don't even have to train to do that. Literally, <clears throat> just have to, you know, sort out your diet a little bit, do a bit. Yeah, of but but here's the thing, right? You do need to train because you don't want to be losing strength and power. Because if you get leaner, losing weight. Oh well, lose, yeah, yeah, yeah. You lose strength and power. Then, then yeah, you're probably not going. You're probably not going to jump higher. Kind of cancels yeah. out. So you have to at least maintain your strength and power. I was just thinking of an extreme case, right? Some untrained guy. Him uh, is him. He's fat. And then he's like identical twin that's skinny. The yeah. skinny one will jump higher if yeah. they're both untrained. Yeah. Just because, yeah. Granted they're, yeah. Granted their lives are exactly the same. Like they've <laughs> done every fucking movement the same. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. And skinny guy will jump higher. No facts. Unless he's like anorexic. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> no facts. <laughs> facts. No, but um, <coughs> jump session tomorrow. All right. My first jump session two weeks. Coming back from back injury, so that'll be very interesting to see how that goes. We guys mm. don't know. Um, damaged one of my discs, like minorly, doing a lying leg raise. Kind of unfortunate, but, you know, shit happens. Been working closely with a physio and following a lot of Stuart McGill's research and uh, modalities, training modalities to address my issues. So. Experimenting. Hey? Experimenting. He has been trying... So many different things to see what works, you know. You've had well, a lot of thing. trial and error, which is good. Well, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. But that's just for my specific situation. Sure. Everyone's back specific situation is completely different. So what applies to me won't apply to someone else. Exactly. Like so, you could front squat. I mean, you couldn't front squat. I could front squat. There you go. That's really one difference between our back injuries. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> what did he say? Which disc it was? No, no. Uh, it, uh, is, is, it's like L5. It's like the bottom one. Okay, so yours is lower than mine. Yeah. Okay. So, but it's like minor, you know, like I'm not in pain right now or anything like that. The only time I really get in pain is like when I'm sitting for too long. Mm-hmm. Or if I was to go do just something stupid, like go back squat right now, heavy. Or go deadlift right now, heavy. Start huh? spamming under both. <laughs> <laughs> or spam, yeah, spam like crazy flexion dunks, yeah. Or like crazy, yeah. or crazy extension dunks. So if I was to go spam like two hand, like 
like reverses, pump reverses, then that would probably flare it up. But you know, it'd be so cool if you could get like, well, you can, but obviously you haven't, like a, an image of it. And you could see like which part of the disc, like if it's come out the right, come out the left, back, you know what I mean? Because then you can almost think like, when you're doing it between legs, you're like crunching to one side and then you can like cater it and you can crunch like the way that it's not injured. <laughs> like obviously it doesn't work exactly like uh, that, but I'm sure. Because you yeah. do it, yeah, you well, do it my, that way. Well, do you know, do you know what's really interesting I found out that the physio discovered the other day when he was assessing me was that my QL was extremely tight and overused mm. because it was compensating. My back was tightening up and compensating. To protect. To protect mm. it, yeah. So he released my QL. And my back immediately has felt better. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's a very interesting. Because the disc, the disc is pretty much like, like I'm not going to say it's fully healed because it takes a long time for a disc to fully heal. You know? But it's like, it's not like damaged to the point where it's causing me like pain continuously throughout the day. It's like, I'm pretty much like. Get out of bed. Yeah. I'm pretty much pain free. Yeah. You Just know. Max your back squat. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Or do dumb stuff. That stuff I'll have to ease in over time again. Mm-hmm. Like like how you do with yours. What, ease stuff in? Yeah, how you yeah, have to yeah. ease deadlifts back in and back squats back in. Yeah, just one thing at a time. Yeah. Until your body can handle it again. Yeah, exactly. And jumping as well. You, you're easing jumping back in now. Yeah, to an extent. Like tomorrow I'm probably going to do 20 max jumps. Yeah. 10, 10 warm-up, 20 max. And no like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to be like... Catching it like super far back with one hand and stuff. But the thing is, I can if I turn, twist my body because then my back's not going into full extension. So if I lob it off the backboard, catch it like that, I'm not leaning back. Oh, yeah, because your back's still like... Like I'm not in the end range of extension. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? And that's where like doing windmills is kind of fine too. Yeah, windmills never gave me issues. Yeah. But I'm kind of scared to try East Bay though. Fuck that, bro. But the thing is, I don't go into heat of flexion when I East Bay because I think it's because my arms are long. Oh, can you get... No, I can't do full upright now. You're right. Because then I would have to, like, pull my knee up higher, but then then that would pull my back into flexion more. My lumbar into flexion more. It would be better for me to kind of come down to my legs so then my lumbar doesn't round, but my thoracic rounds. Which is fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) No, but... I was going to say this, I almost forgot... Um, you said you did it on lying leg raises? Yeah. Don't, Inflection. Don't get him twisted. That is not a bad exercise. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people be like, oh, Austin hurt himself doing lying leg raises. He hurt his back, you know? That means I'm never going to do them because oh, they're dangerous. It's just, it was just a technique. I just Bro, messed up. I just messed up one rep and went into too much flexion. Yeah, you can hurt yourself doing anything, man. Yeah. Like, literally mm-hmm. anything. Like, what was the dumb thing I did with my knee? I hurt myself picking up a 20 kilo plate. Yeah. Remember I like flared my meniscus up? Did you? Was it your meniscus? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I, I was like twisting oh. and I picked up a 20 kilo plate and I felt something go. I thought I'm it was like, one of your ligaments. I thought it was one of your ligaments. No, no, it was meniscus. Oh. Ligament would be way more serious, I reckon. Like it was ACL or some shit. <laughs> and then like, yeah, I thought, the like, I thought you might have, I thought you overstretched one of your ligaments. No, no. Uh, interesting. But that's what I mean. Like, how do you, you're not going to avoid picking up 20 kilo plates, are you? No, just sometimes. No, but there's an right. argument, bro. Like gyms, bro. I hate our gyms put twenty kilo plates at the bottom. Like fuck's sake, like it should be in the middle because that's the best leverage for picking up heavy stuff. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah, it should go like... What? Small ones? Really heavy ones and then like medium ones at the very bottom? Would you put medium? No, the lightest at the bottom. Like the two and a half? And medium shit. at the top okay. and the heaviest in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. it looked weird, but then people would go to pick the plates up and, and then they'd be like, oh... Yeah. They would realise straight away. It's an aesthetic thing. Yeah. <laughs> they would realise straight away why it's like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, at the gym, at my gym, there's 50 kilo plates. And they're on the <laughs> bottom. Bro, it's so... F- I-, I used it why once. I was like, the, never bro, again. They're the same so- circumference. They're like the same thi- uh, thickness of, you know, the Revo 20 blues. Yeah. They're like that, but they're like pure metal. And they're 50 kilos. Though. Interesting. So, so one, that would be that one, would be really good for you to deadlift three hundred with. No, well, I guess, but why would you? Why, what's your argument? Why do you think it's good? You can fit on the bar better. Oh yeah, in terms of fitting on the bar better, but there's an argument for the other way where you spread it out as much as you can because you get more whip on the bar. Oh yeah, because I the, see. The weight's more dispersed. There's more whip, and I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a. So you're just gonna cheat it. Yeah. Yeah. Use so, there anybody. you go, guys. Tom's a cheater. Yeah, bro. I Jesus use... Yeah. Although, you can't do it at Revo anyway, because the bar doesn't really bend, does it? Nah. It's pretty fucking No, stiff. but you, you bro, if you're going to do it again, you, you should go to, like, a powerlifting gym and use a proper deadlift bar. But I have to get used to it, though. It's so different. Ooh. Is, also, there, not, I I, is I there not a bar at the gym you go to in Bunbury like that? It's like half deadlift bar. It's not like super. Oh, it's not, it's so not it's like better a Texas. than Revo. It's re- better yeah. than Revo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Also, I'm not a powerlifter. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, Kai was trying to tell me to compete. I'm like, all right, I don't give. I'm here to dunk, man. <laughs> I'm here to dunk. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Bro's just a dunker. <laughs> dunk like. Side quest. Huh? We, we have side Hybrid. Quest. You're a hybrid dunker. Hybrid dunker. Hybrid dunker. That has so many meanings. Yeah, so we're gonna we're thinking of making T-shirts, guys. Oh shit, the camera's unfocused. Okay, it's focused now. Yeah, we're thinking of making T-shirts, guys. We're probably gonna make T-shirts like hybrid dunking, mm-hmm. hybrid training, hybrid jump jumpers. Yep. See, I couldn't wear the hybrid jumper shirt anymore. I've lost my privileges. I can't dunk off one foot. <laughs> yeah, I remember your one foot dunking arc. Mm-hmm. Why did it stop? You don't give a fuck anymore? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was focusing on dunk camp, so I was oh, like, yeah, I'll just do two, more two foot. <clears throat> one foot is fun though, but it, it destroys my quad. Yeah. I've noticed like, it actually destroys my quad. It's just so taxing. But, yeah. Your little health bar goes down way quicker. Yeah. Your quad health bar. Like, I feel like, yeah, if I eased it in, it would be fine. But I can't just go do 21 foot jumps right now. Cause Bro, I- this is so fucking random. I'm just like having so many random thoughts, but... You could explain the knee, uh, knee pain and shit to people with like health bars, like video game health bars. So if you got like tendonitis, you're on like 40 health. You know what I mean? Like you could handle a few jumps, but not as many as someone with 100 health. Yeah. And if you got like tendinopathy, you're on like, you're dead. You're on like negative five health. No, but it's impossible jump. to know your health bar though. Yeah, and, unless you... Unless, unless you base your health bar on like a certain volume. So like, if, unless yeah. you had like a hundred jumps, right? And then say mm. your tendon could only handle forty jumps a session, then you then then you're like health bar is forty. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, then it's like universal. Yeah. So say like the standard is like fifty jumps, 
then you can only handle like 40. And what's that? Is that 80%? Mm-hmm. 80%? You're at 80 health? 80, 80, 80, 80, that's about yeah, it. I'll take 80 health. Yeah. 80 pain-free jumps. Or four, so four, right, now, right now, I'm not even at fucking 50% health by that. Yeah, you're one shot, as they would say, in mm. gaming terms. Austin's yeah. one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to end the podcast there, guys. So if you guys are looking to jump high, looking to get on our hybrid jump training, all right, click the link in our Instagram bio, mm-hmm. all right, and you can apply for our coaching there. Calls or spots for calls are filling up fast. We only have three spots left next week. So if you're keen to sign up, get in now, or you're going to have to wait another week. All right. Mm-hmm. And without further ado, we'll catch you in the next podcast. Peace out. Bye.